Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman, and excited to be with JT Muso uh, from the IMG Academy, Head of Baseball Operations and Technology. Uh, we'll dive into two different areas with JT. One, his career path and kind of how he got to where he is now, along with the things that he's uh, done in the sports industry, as well as IMG Academy. And then secondly, we'll dive into kind of what the IMG Academy is, what opportunities exist there, um, and it's something that if you haven't heard of it, uh, it's there's a tremendous amount of things that go into it uh, within the sports industry. And uh, we will explain kind of how it functions within the ecosystem of sports. So JT, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jake. Happy to be here. Appreciate it. Let's uh, let's kick it off, uh, no pun intended, by uh, starting with your career path, how you got to IMG Academy and, and kind of all the different steps along the way. Yeah, um, <clears throat> uh, originally from Colorado, uh, played baseball at BYU in Utah. Uh, once I got done there, uh, was able to get into the sports um, administration program at Ohio University. Uh, <clears throat> kind of like to say, you know, like every all 99% of the student athletes, I didn't go pro in baseball. So decided I had to figure out something else to do. And um, my senior year at BYU was lucky enough to work in the athletic department. And they turned me on to Ohio University. So spoke with Jim Kaler, got into the program. And, uh, you know, five months after I had graduated from BYU, I was on campus in Athens to start my MBA. Uh, two years there, had an internship in the uh, Bobcat Club and also at the University of Notre Dame with the Monogram Club and uh, <clears throat> had two great years there, finished up in 2012. And then uh, really was thinking college athletics the entire time I was in, uh, I was in school at, o at Ohio and uh, about right into the spring, I was there my second, my second year, uh, I got turned on to IMG Academy. One of my classmates had done an internship in the basketball program here and introduced me to their administration and had a conversation, um, got an opportunity to come down and as an assistant athletic director um, right out of the gate. And at that time, the academy was going through some transition. Um, it had started, you know, as a, as a tennis academy and was bought by, uh, acquired by IMG um, in the 80s. And then it kind of uh, grew from there. So it, it was a lot of different um, sports all on one campus. And uh, about the time that I got there, they were really trying to bring it into a collegiate model. So uh, brought everything under one umbrella and um, we're able to kind of bring it to the state it is now a lot of uh, development on campus with buildings and facilities and and, and the like so it's growing uh, I've been here for eight years now um, had some opportunities to, to work with our football program build our football program and also now working with our baseball program so have seen a lot um, and like you said we we're, we sit in a unique aspect of, of the sports world. We, we touch on a lot of different things from athletic performance. Uh, we, we are part of Endeavor, which is the global entity that owns UFC, PBR, a lot of other sports properties. Um, so we kind of you know, have that, that space in the sporting, sporting world that uh, it's, a, it's a boarding school, um, it's a training facility, corporate retreats, team training, youth camps, um, so it's a lot of different things and can be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Well, you think about revenue generation. I mean, the amount of opportunities that exist in different lights, right? You mentioned camps, you mentioned uh, you've got teams themselves that are playing, competing, 
you've got corporate retreats, just a ton of different things that, that go on on the campus, let alone a school. I mean, the school right. itself, you know, you've <laughs> yep. got a ton of people that, that are associated with it. When you think about what goes on at the, the campus in Bradenton, and, and I've got to say, for those who don't know, right, give us some sense of where's Bradenton? What, what, what are you around? Yep. I, I mean, I'm sure Bradenton was a lot different eight years ago when you first started too, right? Yes. So Bradenton is, is old Florida. It's west coast of Florida, beach town. Um, we are the spring training hub for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, there's a lot of spring training right where we're at. The Orioles, the Red Sox, the Yankees, they're all, they're all around. But we're, we're 45 minutes from, from Tampa, uh, right there, just right on the coast of Florida. Um, Bradenton, <clears throat> uh, it's just a matter of fact that we started here. And really, uh, one of the unique things about the academy is we, when uh, Nick Voltaire started it, it was a small tennis facility and it just happened to be on a bunch of tomato fields. And as we grew, we just bought more land and put up more buildings and bought more land and put up more buildings. And now it's, it's 600 acres. Um, I mean, there's, wow. there's eight sports here. There's 1,300 kids that go to school here, 70 different countries represented on campus. I think there's 14 different languages spoken on campus. So um, everything that goes into it, just from a, even just a boarding school aspect, um, that's our, our primary um, customer and who we, who we like to serve. But all the different business opportunities that come off of that with team training and camps um, are just kind of a byproduct of, of what we built and the unique place that we've been able to to grow as a company. Yeah. I mean, you think about 1300 kids, uh, some of the D three schools that I played against, uh, back in college yeah. were that size. I mean, ours alone, I think right. was, was maybe twice that size, just slightly bigger. And, um, you know, it's crazy to think though, that all the students on that campus are student athletes. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Every, everybody's a student athlete and we, we have baseball, basketball, football, golf, tennis, soccer track and lacrosse and um you know you go to school here to be a, a, a student athlete i mean really you're you're going to school here to learn how to be a student athlete at the next level and really that's that's who we who our kids are in a lot of sense they're they have that sports focus that sports mindset um no no different than a boarding school in the northeast that that is more that's catered to uh musical talent or something like that um, it's, it's a lot of just, it's, we just get the, um, we get the notoriety for just being a, a, a boarding school for student athletes. Is there competition in your area? Like, are there other boarding schools? Are there other IMG academies? How, how, um, how do you go about competing? There's nothing like IMG Academy in a sense of the entire scope of IMG Academy. Um, in different sports, there's different, um, there's different, boarding schools or different other training facilities that that uh do some of the same things that we do um, when you have um, sports like golf and tennis there's a lot of um upstarts that can be in a place like florida or arizona or california where the weather is nice um, work out of a a country club have 10 students that go to school um online or they go to school at a private school and just in the office in the afternoon they'll train uh, with the tennis coach so uh, different schools are, um, or sorry, different sports um, are similar in different ways. Uh, but then the traditional team sports, 
you know, we compete against normal high schools. We're part of the Florida High School Athletic Association. So our football team uh, competes against, you know, everybody in the state of Florida, the, the Miami Northwesterns, the Miami Centrals, this, uh, the St. Thomas Aquinas is the, all the famous Florida football schools that you've heard of. You know, they travel all across the country and play schools modern day. Uh, the schools out of Texas we've, we've played against as well. So it, it goes differently by sport. Um, but yeah, it's, it, there's just nothing like on the same scope as the academy um, from everything that we do. Sure. So from an operational perspective, right, baseball ops and technology, what does that mean, right? When, when, when you talk about yeah. the involvement in the baseball program, right. uh, I would imagine it's to some extent jack of all trades. You know, you're kind of um, helping the not only the athletes advance to the next level, but your staff also uh, yeah. to help maximize these student athletes as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, the mantra, like I said, was, is prepare everybody for the next level or just maximize these students' individual potential. So um, the way the academy is structured, it's structured very much like in the uh, athletic department at Division One level. So you have your athletic director, you have um, assistant athletic directors, you have directors of sports um, that oversee that, that programming. But from a baseball standpoint, the, the best comparison would almost be a minor league or sorry, a major league organization in terms of the amount of student athletes that we have and we work with. Um, we have 180 baseball players on campus. So we, we really run the gamut of kids from you know, middle school all the way to post-grad and trying to figure out, we have 10 different, 10 different teams. So 10 teams going on in the spring playing you know, upwards of 300 baseball games, um, just trying to schedule the logistics of that, uh, make sure travel is going everywhere for those guys. Uh, we'll have national teams flying across the country, playing um, in different tournaments. And then uh, really the business side of it as well, um, you know, hitting revenue targets, goals, sponsorships, things like that. Um, just normal day-to-day -day business and sports revenue generation um, aspects that everybody has to deal with um, in, in different parts of uh, the business. But technology standpoint, uh, we really model it after uh, pro sport or for major league organizations, uh, the, the, the focus is player development. So what we're trying to do is, is build that in-house player development system like you would see in a, in a front office. Um, it's not to rank players. It's not to make decisions on transactions like you would in major league baseball, but it's really from a player development standpoint. It's how do we get those student athletes better? How do we take a, a division three kid and make them a division one kid in, in two to three years? And, and really there's an aspect um, on campus that's unique um, in it's called athletic and personal development, APD for short. Um, what it is, is it's basically, if you think about a college athletic department, it's everything that assists um, a sport, right? So you have your, your Mets conditioning, your uh, strength conditioning, athletic training, but there's also a sports science piece to it. So we have sports scientists on campus um, that we work with to build in-house CRM systems on our athletes. And we really kind of record everything that they do from a weight training standpoint, um, any technology that we use on campus, um, you know, uh, Rap Soto, the blast motions of the world, um, the, the K vests, the kinematic sequencing of swings and pitching motions and things like that, uh, working with our strength conditioning staff to really monitor that and see what we can do. You know, if you identify a deficiency in a 16 year old kid where 
he really can't move his hips the right way. Um, baseball is a very rotational sport. If you can't move your hips the right way or get into the right position, um, it's hard to coach a kid if you can't get into the right position, right? So uh, trying to identify those types of weaknesses in guys and really go into the weight room and do correctives, get with our athletic trainers and make sure that they can do what they, they need to do. So by the time our coaches get to them, they can teach them what um, correctly basically on the field and make sure that we're using the technology properly to help those guys um, advance and get better. Is it something that companies will come to you and say, hey, you know, we know that uh, you have kind of this testing ground to some extent to, to be able yeah. to utilize some products, almost almost like the minor, minor leagues, right? And, yeah. You know, there, you, some, some companies might go to the major league organizations, but maybe there's too much risk per se in just right. trying something out there, but, but maybe you can uh, test yeah. it a little bit where you're at. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to a lot of different companies um, about a lot of different products. Uh, it's funny, we actually had to in-house kind of create like an innovation technology committee um, just because certain businesses or certain startups will come to each sport individually with their new technology. And if we can't control it in-house, we just, we'll just go down rabbit holes with technology in different sports. Um, <clears throat> the great thing about it is everybody's open to technology. It's a big um, a big driver for us in, in trying to train everybody. Uh, but you really got to sift through, you know, what, what's, what's good, um, what's out there that's, that's not so good. And then also what helps us as a program. I mean, yeah, well, you can get all the technology in the world, but you gotta know, you gotta have the staff to, to utilize it. You gotta know how to use it. And then how do you coach off of the, the data and the technology that you get is the most important part as well that are younger than college student athletes that are younger than professional athletes, right? So that level of educational ability has to be even there furthermore to allow for that development to happen, right? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a education process for sure. Um, we're going through it right now with our baseball program. I mean, we're educating our, our coaches just on the technology, um, new technology that we bring into the program. And then you have to turn around and educate um, you know, the 14, 15 year old kid on what that means. And, and really that's, you know, when I say coach off of the data, that's one of the things that we really try to focus on is, you know, how do you, yeah, uh, if you're sitting in a major league organization and you're talking about swing plane and exit velocity and all these, these different metrics that everybody kind of understands from watching major league baseball these days, a 16 year old kid might not get that. It, a lot of it is just feel and, having a conversation with your coach. And if that coach can realize, you know, okay, this is what I'm talking about. This is what we talk about in the office. But when I go out there and try to coach this kid, what really resonates with that guy? And how do I, how do I connect the dots with the kid? And, you know, as we, as we move on, you, you really see, and as I think as baseball grows and kids kind of grow up with the technology as well, um, you see a lot more kids coming out and coming over and, pitchers, you know, what was my spin rate on the fastball off my bullpen? Like that's, that's something that wouldn't have happened five years ago, but that's a question right. that we get now, you know? So um, I think everybody's getting more accustomed to, to the technology, the data and all that stuff, but you really got to be careful because you just don't want, you don't want to build a bunch of robots that are out there. Okay. They turn, they throw a pitch and turn around, and, you know, how was that one? You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to be careful because 
uh, a player like I was in college who probably overthought everything on the mound as much as possible. Right. If you would have told me what my spin rate was, I don't, that would have been dangerous because oh. the amount that you would start, start thinking about your spin rate and how to get more spin, I mean, you can go down rabbit holes, right? I mean, and, oh, yeah. and I think to, to make my point is there's pros and cons to everything, right? You can't just do everything with technology or everything with data. There's, there's always going to be that common connection of, not only just feel, but the human educational, uh, Absolutely. Um, emotional intelligence component. Yeah. When you think about how that translates through the different sports, right? Golf is much different than, than football, which is much mm -hmm. different than lacrosse. I mean, you've got to have a lot of different and smart people um, that are on that campus, almost like a mecca of youth sports, if, if you could say it that way. Right. Yeah. We like, we like to say the Disneyland of, of athletics. <laughs> there you go. Disney, yeah. Disneyland, Disneyland in the sense of, uh, you know, I want to go back to a point that you made earlier about APD. Um, yeah. Because, and I, I guess I can try and relate it to Disneyland. You go to Disneyland, you kind of grow up, you, you start to grow up at least a little bit, or maybe right. you go back there not to grow up. I don't know. I, I might have it <laughs> wrong, but and, and the listeners can, can figure out whichever one was right. Um, when you say APD and you talk about developing student athletes, there's also got to be this development of yourselves too, right? Like you're always focused on education, education, coaching. What about yourselves, right? How, how does the staff continue to get better to then be better to make the student athletes better? Yeah. And I mean, that's a huge thing the professional development piece just in, I think in sports in general, but I mean, <clears throat> from an Ohio standpoint, I just remember going back to my days at Ohio university and just try all the, the different conferences and the, the winter meetings and the, the NACTA events and things like that. You're always trying to go to. And I think a lot of people, you know, you have that opportunity when you're young and then you get into the business and then you just, are grinding right and then you look up and five years later you haven't done any professional development if you haven't really paid attention to something like that so <clears throat> the unique thing with APD is um, we have a lot of misconditioning folks leadership and life skills coaches as well and and we've tried to really go in-house uh, with we call them coaches corners where we try to do um, we try to bring our staff in um, from APD and coach our coaches on different topics um, it's always easier if we bring in one speaker to, to talk to a group of 300 coaches than it is to send 10 coaches to an AFCA or, or some other event. So we, we like to do that. And, um, you know, luckily, and, and our administration does a great job with our, our athletic directors really led the charge on this, but um, bringing in really good people to talk to us, you know, really the, um, the endeavor aspect of what we do, we have access to a lot of you know, high, high level coaches in from the NCAA, NFL, um, and also personalities, uh, celebrity talent, things like that. So uh, we'll have a lot of guys on campus or people like that come and speak to our coaches and our administration staff um, just on different aspects of where they've been and, and what they've done and um, how they can, how they can relate their message to what we do on campus. What does success ultimately look like for the academy and and the student athletes that, that continue to attend year in, year out and graduate on to whether it's, you know, going pro in a sport or going mm -hmm. to be a student athlete or 
you know, sometimes things happen, injuries happen, whatever it might be, you're just preparing that individual for life and, and whatever success that they're going to have. Yeah, it's, I think the biggest compliment that we get as a staff is when we have a coach, a college coach call us and say, you know, thank you, that, that kid that you sent us or the kid that we recruited and signed um, after his freshman year, he was so ready to be a college athlete. You know, he was, he was just prepared uh, more than a normal high school kid coming out of, you know, XYZ high school in any random state. And he's already lived the college life. He's lived in a dorm. Um, he's ate the, the food. We have pretty good food, but he's ate the bad food, if you want to call it that. Um, <clears throat> he's, he's woken up in the morning and, and went to a, a weightlifting um, workout. He's gone to five hours of classes. He's turned around and, and come back and participated in the sport. He's gotten on an airplane and he's flown across the country and played a game, spent a night in a hotel. He's done all of that stuff that, you know, typical freshmen just, you know, they get freaked out about or they have anxiety over sometimes and they have, they have to cope with all that stuff um, before they get in the groove as a college athlete. And now, and really in those, those big sports, basketball, football, um, you know, those freshmen can come in and have an impact now. Right. So if those guys can walk on campus and, and start, you know, that's, that's a huge feather in our cap and, and really they can lead the charge in those programs. And, and ultimately that's kind of what we try to do is no matter if you're going to go division one, if you're going to go division three, if you're going to get drafted right out of high school, you know, preparing you for the next level, that's, I mean, basically realizing your level of success and what that looks like is kind of our ultimate goal. No, that's awesome. And, you know, in order to get the kids on campus uh, as student athletes, they've, just got to be someone behind that, right? Whether it's the, yep. the sales folks, um, you know, and just understanding the breadth of uh, the opportunities that truly exist at uh, Disneyland, as you call it. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's sales, there's operations, there's marketing, there's social media. I mean, there's there's everything that a big organization in professional sports or college athletics would have. Um, so how do you, from an organization, uh, utilize the opportunities that you have to not only grow people, promote people to different areas of the business as you continue to expand and grow, but also send them out to a college athletic department or a professional sports organization where, you know, um, get shout out to, uh, to Kyle Kashik, one of my, one of my former roommates at Ohio U. Oh yeah, I know Kyle uh, was well. At, was at the IMG Academy and. And uh, that was actually the first I ever heard of it because I, I moved in uh, with him at Athens and I was like, hey, where'd you come from? He goes, oh, uh, I was at UCLA. And then before that, I was at the IMG Academy and I was like, the where? <laughs> and, you know, you know, and, I, and I, I learned all about it and it's just amazing what you guys do. But there's so many people who, if you want to call them alumni or, or whatever they might be, right, that right. come from whether it's entry level or intern positions uh, that ultimately end up going somewhere else in this industry, wherever across the country and globally. Um, no, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunities on campus that people don't realize. And it is very much like um, an athletic department in college or even a pro, uh, the front office of pro sports team, where you have your sales employees, you have um, sponsorships, uh, marketing, you have coaches. You are, I mean, even down to the APD element, like we talked about earlier, where you have the, the strength conditioning coaches, you have the sports scientists. And, and really um, the best thing that we, that we do is, and just like our student athletes, we, we bring in guys or 
um, people right out of college a lot of times for a lot of summer um, summer internships or summer positions. They're here for three months. We were able to hire them. They're here for a couple of years and then they turn around and next thing you know, you're talking to somebody who, who you worked with two years ago and they're the assistant trainer or assistant uh, athletic director at the University of Texas or Oklahoma or something like that. So it, we like to say it's, it's one of those places where you're gonna meet a lot of people and you're gonna come into contact with a lot of different um, individuals. Networking is a big thing. Um, but there's also, if you wanna be here for 20 years, it's, it's an unbelievable place to work as well. The, the culture of the place, uh, what we get to do on a daily basis, working with student athletes, uh, younger student athletes, and really just kind of developing those guys before they get to that, that next level um, is very rewarding. So uh, no matter what you want to do, you want to live in Florida and enjoy the sun and the surf for, for 30 years of your career, or, or you want to use it as a place to um, kind of launch your career, there's, there's opportunities like that for, for everybody. And I'm sure everywhere in between, right? So, Absolutely. you know, when, when you think about uh, ultimately the, the nuances behind the scenes, what's one nuance that people just wouldn't think about or wouldn't know if they, if they haven't stepped foot on campus? Um, that is a, wow, that's a really good question. Um, could go a lot of different ways with that one. The, I think the biggest one that people don't realize in, is the team training aspect, maybe. Uh, I think a lot of people get uh, boarding school. They get that we train student athletes. Uh, they get that we run camps. They get um, that even you can come here as a, an adult and go to golf camp if you wanted to. Uh, the team thing is a little bit of a different concept. The best, the best story that I could give you is um, when Jim Harbaugh got the job at Michigan, he brought our, he brought it, uh, Michigan down here for, for spring practice. And, it was one of those ones where it just, it blew up across the country. We knew it was going to blow up across the country. Um, it was a strategic recruiting thing for him. He was able to get down here and, and really try to, to blow it out in a non recruiting cycle or recruiting period. Um, and the ESPN camera showed up, the truck showed up, all that type of stuff. And um, it was unique because we, we turned around and we say, okay, we're gonna have an open practice. And if you don't know Bradenton, it is a small town. Um, it's not a small town. It's a, it's a beach town with not a lot of main highways where the, the academy sits and the academy is private. It's closed and it's one way in one way out. And we have a 5,000 seat football stadium <clears throat> on campus, but uh, we don't have 5,000 parking spots on campus. So <laughs> we, we backed up traffic in the city of Bradenton for probably 10 miles that day. Um, I don't think the, the police department was too happy with us, but luckily it was a four hour practice um, for Michigan that night an open practice. So everybody eventually got in, they got to see Michigan and it was a good time, but um, that just kind of gives you the idea of the scope of, of things and just the operationally, you know, what you got to or what you got to account for when you're, when you're um, doing certain things like that. the personalities um, that you know you'll come across uh, as, as well you know just uh, having to deal with whether it's security like you, you know you mentioned parking I mean just the, the small things right small things that usually become the biggest issues <laughs> when you when you least expect it but yeah um, last question for you as we wrap up the episode when when you think about um, all that it, that does exist at the IMG Academy 
you know, you went from just a tennis academy to what you are now. Yeah. What, where are the next opportunities of growth and, and where, um, where is the youth sports landscape going? Oh, that's in the times, in the time we live in right now, that's a, that's a different question than obviously it was, I think six months ago. Uh, but I guess I give it to you outside of, of COVID-19, I think, or maybe pre COVID-19, I think, um, youth sports was becoming very, um, individualized, especially in different, different sports. Um, you know, I think, I'm a proponent of the multi-sport athlete. I was a multi-sport athlete in high school. I think a lot of us were. Um, I think it gives you the basis for doing different things with your body. Um, that's not necessarily the world we live in anymore. Um, you see a lot of kids specializing at a younger age. Um, I think that's led to the realization that a lot of academies or small private schools can pop up, kind of like what we've done. Um, and have a really good football team, have a really good baseball team, have a really good tennis academy. Um, so I think that's – and kind of gone are the days of, of high school um, team sports in a lot of ways uh, being the recruiting hotbeds, right? So football is still that way, um, but you get into basketball, you have the AAU, you get into baseball, you have summer baseball. Um, everything that goes into that, you know, soccer now is just all club soccer. Um, so I think the, the recruiting landscape of college drives kind of the youth sports landscape and how that, that all unfolds. Uh, but I think that's what you're going to see down the road is probably for better, or for worse, more specialization as youth sports, as they figure out a way to monetize youth sports a little bit more, um, just from the club standpoint. Um, uh, and then, and I really will see it's the technology thing will be something to look in, look at, um, you're obviously dealing with the youth athletes. So sharing of data and the collection of data is a, is a big issue um, with, with youth athletes. But I think there's going to be some, some things that um, come down in, in different sports that you'll see, you know, maybe you see in the NFL or major league baseball, but you'll probably see it in a high school football game. Or if you have, if you're not already seeing it in a high school football game or, or a high school baseball game at this point, um, and it's just going to lead to, you know, more player development and, and getting these kids better, um, as student athletes at 15, 16 years old. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's going to be interesting. And, and as someone who specialized in baseball from, I think the age of 13, my body is seeing the repercussions now as, yes. uh, I was a one-sided athlete and then, oh, by the way, my favorite hobby is golf. So that doesn't help my case. Uh, I'm sure you're back <laughs> screaming right about now too. Yep. You know, from, from, from day to day, uh, it had, you know, it has its, its pain and issue, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, right. When you're a student athlete, it, when you look back, it's all worth it uh, one way or another. And I think the experience that you can provide the student athletes that you are right now and uh, developing those, those kids uh, into adults uh, is ultimately uh, a huge success and, and certainly um, one to be proud of. So, uh, JT, I can't thank you enough for the, the time and the insights and um, it's certainly going to be interesting to follow how things uh, progress at the academy and just kind of where the youth sports landscape goes. Uh, I think, you know, as, as the big four or the professional sports leagues, you know, are handling the professional sports landscape, ultimately the fans and the future of the sport is rooted in the, in the youth. So, 
um, how the youth is, is affected is, is ultimately what, what we're going to face in the pro sports world as well. So um, any last, any last words? Uh, no, I think, I think we about covered it. Um, that's probably the, the quickest um, rundown of IMG Academy I've ever given anybody. So I try to keep it within the 30 minute window. So hopefully that was good, but no, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Loved, uh, love being here and sharing our, sharing our world with the guests.